Welcome back to another episode of uh, Double Digested, our Riverdale Recaps podcast. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca, and this week we're going to Riverdale and back again, mm-hmm. Chapter 11. Chapter 11, guys. I really feel like the end is nearing. Yeah, it, it really snuck up on us. We only have, like, two episodes left. We have to, like, really savor these last episodes. Yeah. This one was kind of worth savoring. Also, quick note mm-hmm. about it is this episode's named after there was like a depressing tv special in the 90s that like tried to do riverdale before riverdale really it was called to riverdale and back again and it was about like the riverdale kids all grown up oh my god that's so weird yeah i don't know i haven't seen it i don't know i don't want to know we should watch it quick anecdote before we hop, dive into it because we just gotta dive into it mm-hmm. is um this weekend, my friends roped me into, like, enjoying art and culture, which okay. I, like, I like culture, but I don't like art. No, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. And it was um, a <laughs> photography exhibit. Oh, yes. Um, by Petra Collins, mm-hmm. who's the person who was famous for, she was banned from Instagram for doing, like, look, it, it's art, but it's my vagina blood. And yeah. I was so excited because I thought it would be, like, a painting in vagina blood, but it wasn't. Anyway, it was that just- was years ago. <laughs> This was just normal photos. Yeah. So I go and I do like an artistic thing. The mm-hmm. space is very like stressing me out. Everyone's wearing like the same denim jacket as oh, me. And it's very scary. Yeah. Um, and then I go with my friends uh, for, for a late brunch mm-hmm. at What a Bagel. And we're sitting at the patio of What a Bagel. And I'm describing to my friend who I haven't seen in months, like, oh, I have a podcast. Yeah. And my podcast's about this and that. And then you <laughs> fully walk by. I just walked right by. With your friends coming from the same. Yeah, we we had just come from the same exhibit. And I think I had a very similar experience to you. I was like... A little overwhelmed. It was a room probably about the size of like, I don't even know, like, like the shipping container office, like Fred Andrews's office, but it was filled with the amount of people who went to the party in the previous episode. That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. And the director of the, of the gallery just kept being like, just just be cognizant of the, uh, the photos don't, don't rub up against And kept being like, here, do you have anything more to say? Do you have anything more? And she was like, keeping that Q and A and that speech going, please let this end. Yeah. There was no ventilation. Like the photos I am told are very nice to look at, but I couldn't step further from like a half foot from them so i really couldn't get the i full. got there half an hour early oh, and I wish. it was like a tenth as full as it ended up being and i was able to like oh, do a full circuit breath i tried to like shove someone off of a couch in the back room to plug in my phone but it was fully petra collins and yeah. i was like never mind oh, <laughs> like, just... yeah no when she was doing like the blurb she one of the like one of her like frequently photographed people she's like my muse is her sister and i was leaning over to my friend being like oh my god like her sister's probably so like such an inflated ego because she's in all these photos and then right when petra was like yeah my sister's in my muse this girl beside me was like oh hi petra Uh, and i was like i just need to evaporate out of this room anyway this is why we we don't go to we don't go to events yeah this is why we don't (laughs) frequent a vernissage yeah exactly oh boy anyway we gotta get into it because we're the true art and culture of this week is this episode of... It's both art and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, fact. Josie and the Pussycats do a, a r- special Riverdale national anthem because Riverdale is a nation unto its own. <laughs> cool revelation. Mm-hmm. Second, Cheryl's leg stretch. She could stretch her leg like up into like full... Oh, yes. She's... And I, like a giraffe's neck yeah. above her. <laughs> yeah, she does a standing split. 
Oh, that's a word for it. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Weatherby makes Betty organize homecoming, yeah. even though Betty's being stretched to the limit. Let's refresh. They are the sophomores. Where is everyone else? I was a bit surprised by that. Like, I feel like in real life, your principal wouldn't be like, you have to do this. Also, if Betty wasn't even popular enough to, like, make it onto the cheering squad, sorry, but would but she, she be the one organizing homecoming? Yeah, no, no way. Anyway, again, as with last episode where it's like they set it up so clearly, Mm -hmm. Betty's going to plan Jug at a birthday party he doesn't want Mm -hmm. structure. This was like, there is going to be a homecoming with grown-ups and teens structure. Another inappropriate mix of two generations happening in in an episode. They found the best one. And uh, so we have... uh, Molly Ringwald, what is her name? The most important grown-up of all, Mary. Mary, okay. So so Mary and Jughead are... um, Sorry, I'm just showing Rebecca. I I Rebecca, (laughs) quick side note. Rebecca and I love this podcast called Ron and Beverly, and I tweeted at them, and they just like my tweets, so I'm super gassed right now. Amazing. Um, Sorry. So, okay, so... My mom asked me the other day, because my mom's sometimes clueless about things. Mm -hmm. Side note, she was like, so do you think they're, like... Are they actually Jewish? And I was like, Mom, how could they, how not could they make be? such specific references? And also, it would be offensive if they were. Yeah, it would be very offensive. They also, like, fully, like, have an intense knowledge. or like a, The references are fucking specific. The references are specific. They have a working knowledge of Hebrew and Yiddish. And they also can name, like, every time they go to a new city, they talk about, like, the temple they went to. And, like, just the cultural references, the types of intra-older female relationships. Yeah. They describe are so uniquely of uh, yeah, and I th- our people. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they know how to interrogate. They know how to interrogate the guest in the way that a Jewish mother would. Yeah, and I was just like, Mom, how do you like? How much knowledge, working knowledge <laughs> do you think the world has of this shit? Like, not yeah, like, like, everyone knows. Like yeah, anyway, another like podcast women's group to- doing our like Klezmer yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like okay, like um, um and major side <clears throat> note, so um. Archie's like, yeah, it's great here. Like, I like Riverdale. I'm happy I didn't come to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad and I are so close. Rude. Rude that it's like, yeah. well, ever since you left, Dad and I are closer than ever. And she's like, oh, I heard you're singing. And he's like, actually, it's songwriting. songwriting. Which, like, I'm glad he clarified because Archie's singing voice is probably comparable to that of Ryan Gosling. This episode begs to fucking differ. <laughs> so, well, I feel like a lot of that was post, I'm but we'll still, get into that. I get, like... It's so excited <laughs> thinking about it. Anyway. Okay. So next we're with uh, Ronnie and Hermione. And uh, Veronica's talking about how... Or it's this is just another example of how she's, like, the only one with, like, who's logical. And there is like, a rainbow from the window being cast on your face. Really? And on oh, your my shirt. God. <laughs> so we are just Wow. I should distracted. tweet this. I'm going to take a picture. You keep describing okay. what's happening. I'll keep describing. Okay. So Veronica is talking about how she's suspicious of her dad. Um, and how, like, she wants him to be held accountable. And Hermione is, like, either clueless or just wanting to be, like, blind of the truth is, like, no, you don't have any proof of what he's done. So that was, like, just a great example of Veronica being a surrogate, I guess. Um, then Jughead goes to FP's, and this is our first look at FP when he's, like, fully, like, shaven and looks like he could actually, like potentially be a good father, which was a surprising twist. Um, Jughead's 
so FP says that he's like taken the opportunity to read Jughead's book or what is he? He says essay and then he's he like manuscript. Asked to read Jughead's manuscript, so we know something's up. Yeah, and then he grills Jughead about the details, being like, "So, who do you think killed Jason?" Why are you so interested in this story? Maybe you should drop this story and think about other stories. It's really laying it, it on thick. Yeah, though. and Jughead's just like, oh, well, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's more important to, like, what, what does he say? He says he wants to explore whether Riverdale's a place of good or darkness. He says the question isn't who done it. It's is Riverdale a place of good or evil? And it's like, no, a, a child was murdered. The <laughs> question is who done it. The question it. is who done it. Yeah, there's, the murderer is still around. Um, so then Veronica and Archie talk about the moment they had. Archie kind of is way more into it than she is. Yeah. He corners her at the school and is like, was this the other time that he, he, so last episode we see he kind of like is talking to, um, oh no, this isn't the moment that I'm thinking of. But anyway, so Veronica's like, "Mm, we don't want to hurt Betty. Like we're not going to do this. And Archie's like, oh, okay. And like just a classic Archie. Um, and then we see Alice in the the uh, blue the and paper, gold office, the blue and gold. which is just another sad reminder of the fragile. <laughs> Firstly, she says we need to get to the bottom of this, and like we're going to investigate the murder. And she says we can't rule out those pussy cats, which a out of nowhere, b rude. Yeah. And Betty's like, Mom, no. Yeah, yeah. So I love that they're like kind of still having that. Just those little harkens back to like the classic old evil Alice. Yeah. Um, then we see Polly at Thornhill Manor kind of like snooping around. This was an interesting scene because she walks by Cliff or Clifford, like getting dressed, which I thought like, okay. So she sees a bunch of wigs on a shelf, which like, yeah, granted is interesting, but then she looks, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, but she looks in the room and he's fully like getting dressed in front of his like five way mirror, whatever. I love this whole thing thornhill manor every time it cut back to it this episode i was like yeah yeah we also learned this week that they have wings in their manor yeah, like there's so an east, the wing. east wing this is the east wing where quote their sleeping quarters are hold on pause look at how cool this is <laughs> it's a picture of j ray with a window with oh a rainbow God. on his face did that just appear now it's still on you Oh, that's kind of magical. We should stay at this library later in the day in the future. Yeah. Act, this is the magic hour. <clears throat> I'll say. Anyway, apologies. So creepy yeah, walls. She, she's watching him, like, look at himself in a mirror. It was kind of like the... Like, she looks at him, looks at him. It's crim- full Crimson Peak. We're in full Crimson Peak now. Mm-hmm. And then um, I screamed at the wigs. And then we see <laughs> um, he has white hair. Yeah. So we learn that he's... And he sees her and slams the door. Yeah, he sees her, he slams the door, and she's like, oh. Or no, yeah, she, he starts walking towards her and she runs away. I'm going to give you two theories. Mm-hmm. One, he is not really a Blossom. We get a lot of talk of Blossom blood, Blossom this, Blossom that, and blood, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The fact that he doesn't have the red hair makes me think That is very suspicious. Two, he is a Blossom. He killed Jason because... He wanted his youth? No. However faithful... Yeah, oh, I hope so. However <laughs> faithful it's being to Twin Peaks, uh-huh. Leland... Yes. Oh, you think he's got like a hair double... Hair turned white. Did it? Yeah, his hair was brown in season one, and then his hair turned Oh my white. God, I didn't even think of that. Do you think he could... No, but I feel like that's too predictable if they did the same thing. But it's an homage. Maybe, yeah. 
Oh, that's actually, no, I, I kind of like your first theory better. Yeah, well, no, because I have another theory coming off of the bloodlines and stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we also didn't mention that <laughs> Alice uh, prepared um, a list of seemingly innocuous lists of questions for FP, and she's going to throw a little uh, dinner yeah, uh, for FP and Jughead that's mm-hmm. going to seem like, oh, it's the families getting together, but really it's um, just grilling FP, because uh, she's such a little reporter, she just can't stop being a journalist. Yeah, she... So, yeah, so she's going to get to the bottom of this. And Veronica decides she's going to team up with Alice, which got me so excited. Yeah, that actually got me so excited. I was like, these are the two women we needed to see work together. That's how a supernova gets made. Yeah. Uh, And she says, because of my dad, I have stakes. We don't have to, you know, tell Betty, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And again, we see Alice really has something in for FP and does not trust him. Yeah. And I have to believe this does reinforce your theory Mm -hmm. this whole episode yeah rebecca rebecca is of the mind that alice and fp used to have a thing had a fling and then had a child but do you think the child no i think the child was aborted oh i guess that would make sense over her appointment yeah her appointment reaction i guess but i think i like i feel like it would be so interesting to like find out But I think they're already going to have a weird mixed birth thing with the Blossoms. Like, I don't think everything's as it seems there. That's true. Um, Anyway, they're having lunch outside, Mm -hmm. and Cheryl's like, attention, announcement, hear ye, hear ye. It's me. Because uh, she, Cheryl doesn't talk. She converse, She announces. Yeah, it's true. She speaks at people, not to people. Uh, so she and Polly are campaigning to be co-queens of homecoming, which, again, is one of the most overtly kind of like uh, queer things we've seen yeah. in the show, which is nice, except <laughs> Polly's a dropout. Oh, yeah. How could Polly even... That never gets to... She can't I honestly come home didn't to register. Riverdale. Like, she's... Huh. She, yeah, she what? got knocked up and, and dropped out of school. Yeah, that's actually true. I guess it didn't like seem weird to me because we never see any of them in classes, but I guess Polly, in actuality, genuinely would never be in a class. That's why I am so on Alice's side with everything, kind of. It's yeah. like, you should be worried, like your daughter. Oh, if I ever have a child, I would raise it the way Alice raises her children. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... They're talking she calls to Cheryl. Betty Nightmare Smurfette. Yeah, she calls Betty Nightmare Smurfette, but also, like, I'm just so curious as to why they're so quickly talking to Cheryl again, because Cheryl probably caused thousands of dollars in damage at Archie's house, brought hundreds of people uninvited, and they're literally just like, next day at school, let's chat. Yeah. It just seemed weird. Um, then, she, so they're talking about Archie's and Archie and his music <laughs> and how he's going to perform at the at the homecoming dance. But Betty gives him a glare when he says he's going to perform. Betty's like, no. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it's just your music. And Jughead, and jumps, Jughead in. jumps in and says, it makes, he's like, it makes people want to slit their wrists. Is that what he says? Yeah. And then he's like. But in a good way. And yeah. Veronica goes, in an amazing way. Yeah, this was this was a good moment. Because that was I feel genuinely like so funny. Archie needed to hear that. Um, and then Veronica says she'll help him out because... This plot with Archie and Veronica doing duets as a favorite, this has already happened. Yeah. This whole episode feels like a throwback to the beginning two episodes of the series. Yeah, it does. I'm surprised that the, the Pussycats didn't get involved. Um, but then, so... Ronnie decides that she'll use this as a way to proposition Archie to help her and Alice. Right. Um, okay, this was the section. Archie got a bit handsy with Ronnie here, she too. She did. In the science room, he was kind of, like, really 
imposing himself yeah. on her. Yeah. And she was trying to talk about serious stuff, like, no, my dad. He was like, this. let's be a thing. And she's like, nope. And he's like, Ugh. I don't know. Like, this is like the the red flags that you see early on. Yeah, ginger flags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the ginger flags. Um, so Veronica... <laughs> Wait, sorry, you go. No, no, go. I was going to say, yeah, just Veronica says that she's really suspicious of <laughs> FP. And Archie's like, he's really cleaned up his act. And it's like, since he shaved yesterday. Yeah, he literally shaved a day ago. But to Archie, that's like, that's like getting a degree. Um, so Veronica spins it as though she's like trying to help Jughead and Archie eventually like gets on board, like the classic easy to push over uh, Archie he is. (laughs) Then we see, so Hermione or Mary comes to visit Hermione in the shipping container. And two things. One, for the first time in Riverdale's long history, someone uttered the word chutzpah in in the town. Also, I was like, Andrew's dad's name. What's her last name? Blossom. You think she's a... <laughs> you think her maiden name is Blossom? I bet anyone, anyone who's a it, ginger I, It has Blossom, struck Blossom, me Blossom. a little bit weird that there's, like, such a high concentration of gingers in this town. And not strawberry fiery, blondes, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. Fiery daywalker. Yeah. It's gingers. true. Gingers. <laughs> huh. Uh, well, I just want her to be Jewish. Um... I was watching with my dad, and he goes, oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, relax. She does, like, kind of have, like, the most, like, meat on her bones. Yeah. Like, would be. She does, yeah. yeah. But KJ Appa, no. No, I don't think so. Nope, no. And um, Hermione mentions that she was a mean girl in high school. Yeah. That's of note. Um, and then. So Polly and Betty are on the phone, and Polly's telling Betty that she's, like, close to figuring things out at the Blossoms house and how she's staking out, which is weird because I swear last they talked, Polly was like, we are not talking on the phone because this is a covert operation. And now she's just like making calls. She's letting her guard slip, but she has to hang up when she hears Penelope coming in with her daily milkshake. Yeah. She brings in Polly's daily milkshake, which even Horrifying phrase. a pregnant woman is supposed to get whatever she craves like i'm pretty sure like a milkshake of that size daily for nine months is dangerous to the health of you and your child and it is so creepy for like someone to feed someone else like anything and be like it's your daily thing and it's through a straw too like it's it also so has like a maraschino creepy. cherry on it like <laughs> like she like got it at pops and drove it over and or i'm something. like yelling at the screen girl don't drink the milkshake she drinks it whatever but Penelope also gives her a lecture about not to snoop. Mm-hmm. And then back at setting up for homecoming dance, Jughead's so happy. Yeah, Jughead's very excited. So like out of character. Box of tape and stuff. I don't even know. And it was, Betty yeah, it was weird. has so many plates spinning, and you know she's so close to snapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and Jughead's like, oh, like our families are going to get to know each other over this dinner. And Betty's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess. But she didn't know about it. So then she confronts her mom, who's baking a peach pie. Of course, a peach pie is the olive branch, a classic Cooper delight. I love it. Um, Alice is making this peach pie, and they kind of talk about how she's going to, like, really get into things. Or she'll say, like, oh, like, the question of the murder probably won't even come up at dinner, which from Alice means, like, she's going to have, like, a line of questioning about the murder. Um, and then they had this great shot at the end where she, like, puts the pie away, and it shift focuses from Betty being, like, concerned to Alice with her eyebrows so high. I was like, not only does this, like, capture Alice's eyebrows, like, I remember them in episode one, but the arch was, like, that it gave me shivers. arch, like, arched through my screen. Yeah, it, <laughs> like it, it arched my through computer. my soul. I fell off my couch. 
I was like, this is why we've cast her. It was a look. And I'm just wondering, where has she been since Twin Peaks? Because she's amazing. She probably has been dormant for this role. She's been prepping for yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and so, meanwhile, at the Andrews house, his parents are, pre- like, pretending that they're going to order dinner somewhere which isn't Pops, which yeah. you lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, like, ordering it in from three towns over or something. And Mary invited Hermione to the dance uh, to go with her and Fred, and they're mm-hmm. going to watch Archie play. And that's going to be and good. And she's like, it's weird to have them back together. Um, we see the buddy, the best friends in bed talking. Yeah, and Archie is, of course, shirtless so again. Shirtless. I also like feel like it's so weird that, like, even last time when Archie fell asleep, he managed to take his shirt off but not his jeans. And, like, this is a very stylized decision to, like, sleep in this way. And um, Jughead says how he's feeling so good about his dad, and that makes Archie be like, oh, no, I need to, like, ruin this for him. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I need to get my mom some almond milk. I truly thought he was not going to put a shirt on. Oh, he has done that before. I know. Like, I thought he was just going to. Yeah. So he goes right over to um, Veronica's where she's like, if this is a booty call. Um, but he's saying, yeah, no, he's going to help her. Mm-hmm. And then cover girl shot. Yeah. They say, Jughead and Betty can never know. And then... Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> and then make And so you know that Jughead and Betty are going to know within 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so Cheryl and Polly are getting ready for the dance. This and is not the first time Cheryl has menacingly applied makeup to a Cooper sister. No, it's- but it's weirdly, like... I feel like it's almost cathartic to watch. Like, I feel, like, very at ease when I watched Cheryl apply makeup to another person. Like, like, I feel like if I went to MAC and I saw Cheryl with, like, an apron (laughs) on, I would just get a facial. (laughs) She just seems very good at that. Um, But, yeah, this is not the first time this has happened. And and Polly's just fully like, let's raid your parents' closet. And weirdly, Cheryl's like, okay. Like, I mean... She's, like, naughty. Yeah. Like, um, she asks how many wigs her dad has. Cheryl says one for every mood. I say goals. Like, yeah, except <laughs> we've only strange though because we've only seen Cliff in one mood. So this implies what? he has a range of emotions, but but he is only ever wearing that one wig. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that's his angry wig. I'm hoping he has like a, a like a floor length wig too. Um, <laughs> and then so they say that his hair turned white because he saw the ghost of Grandpappy Blossom with his throat slit. Mm-hmm. Okay, then gross refers she's like but you know even though i do love a silver fox and it's like cheryl that is your father cheryl maybe she's like low-key not even a biological daughter cheryl really doesn't understand boundaries yeah i think cheryl is a biological daughter but because of the blossom inbreeding like it has manifested in her insanity yeah yeah there's yeah there's something going on weird with that bloodline um so cheryl threatens well, first, oh, yeah. so, Polly okay. finds the ring. So Polly finds the engagement ring that Jason was going to propose to her with. Right, or did propose, but then hid But then it. was, okay, yeah, so it was hidden. And Polly thought it was lost, but then we, they find it in the closet. Polly grabs for it, and Cheryl threatens her and says, like, just because you're carrying precious cargo doesn't mean you're going to be safe, which is like... What are you implying? Which is like, yeah, you're threatening a pregnant woman of, like, of twins, of, like, your niece and nephew. It, it was just weird. And then it's dinner at the Coopers. Mm-hmm. Betty's dress is a fairy tale. She, she is looks like a princess. It, it looked like a wedding dress. Like that is like beautiful prom fantasy dreams. Yeah, yeah or just straight or, up. Or just straight. Dress. All I wrote was Alice looks great. I can't remember what she was wearing at the time. Was it like a mesh, like lace? Dress I, it's it's a lace. It's a lace thing. Okay, yeah. It's like that, a light pink I, I was lace. into that. Um, 
and then and she's head of the table. She's of course laying course. it, laying it, asking questions, mm-hmm. and then ding dong, Someone special visitor door. Betty. Like as if she didn't learn anything from the surprise yeah, party. That was throws her mom a surprise party. Brought Hal yeah. into their home, mm-hmm. which fine. And Alice gives a beautiful eye roll and then gestures with her hand. Yeah, for she's him like, to sit I down. guess, take a seat. Gestures with a manicured claw. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Archie and Veronica are breaking into FP's yeah. storage, and all while Alice is like at the table grilling. Grilling, grilling FP and She's like everyone's kind of sitting master. around uncomfortable um but this is the opportunity for yeah for Archie and Veronica to like I swear in the past three episodes like four people have broken into Jughead's dad's house <laughs> like it doesn't even have a lock like it's definitely just like a, a like a public access area or something yeah. um so they're snooping around uh I noticed Archie's decided to wear the blazer that he wore to the Blossom event for the high school dances at the case. That is correct, and it makes him look like a Jersey boy. Yeah, I thought that was a big gauche. Like, I don't know. I feel like he could have, it like, was. at least flipped it inside out or Val's something. Val's going to be there. All yeah. his girls are going to be there. Yeah. Cheryl's going to be there. That's mixed messages for her. And, like, there are going to be a lot of parents. What if the Blossom parents saw that? Penelope comes up with a lie about the ring for Polly, which, okay, and it's about how Jason wanted nothing to do with the Blossom lineage or their way of life, which makes me think he didn't want to marry his sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and uh, then... Um, Gives her another milkshake. Another milkshake, and I couldn't help but think, like, there's definitely something more than prenatal vitamins in that shake. Before they leave for the dance at the Cooper dinner, Mm -hmm. FP says, oh, I remember our homecoming. Betty says, oh, yeah, my parents were uh, king and queen. And he goes, Mm -hmm. of hell, which, like, I see where Jughead gets his writing skills from. Yeah, exactly. And remembers this fight that Hal and Alice were having at the homecoming, which, again, the fact that he would remember that makes me think it was a, they were in a relationship. Yeah, no, that's definitely indicative of it. Um, And then, amazing eyebrow acting, but way subtle. So where the eyebrow arch was 10. Yeah. Betty goes, um... I think it's time that we go. So maybe we can just uh, skip the peach pie. And mm-hmm. as she says the word pie, she raises, she does this little eyebrow thing <laughs> to her mom. And it's such a loaded word. It's the symbolism of being like, oh, we're not slicing the pie. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> yeah. You could see her like world shatter in that one expression. And like, this is, couldn't come a moment too soon because it was right after Alice is fully just like, shut up when he's talking about this story. So he's definitely picking at something that's super there. Immediate cut to Polly's passed out body. Yeah. Yeah. This was an incredible juxtaposition. Polly's like out. And she is out. And, um, the Blossom parents who are freaks are like, ah, yes, very good. Clearly, you were the one I was meant to groom, Cheryl, which Cheryl could see through the lie. Cheryl mm-hmm. co- says that what she did with the ring, because mm-hmm. they're like, where's the ring, Cheryl, is that she flushed it down the toilet, which seems like a crazy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Classic Cheryl. And her parents like the thing with Archie where it's like, I like your spunk. It was yeah. like, no, you did the right thing. Yeah. Um, gross. Crazy and gross. Mm-hmm. Um and so Cheryl's just happens. like, okay, she goes to the dance and leaves Polly fully unconscious, drugged. Back in the trailer, uh, Ronnie has a great outfit. Ronnie, we're in this now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Veronica's so worried about everything. She has a lot of reasonable anxiety. Yeah. And Archie says something about, like, you know, oh, like, the, the, oh, let's call it a game. Yeah. Let's, it's, it's a game. And she says, like, a lame quote that I don't like. Yay, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, Archie is there with a sports metaphor and a smile. Yeah. I did that without looking. That was pretty good. <laughs> but um, gross. Yeah, but and this was like. Kiss. Yeah, they kiss, and this is like Archie's calming her down because they can't find anything, and she needs it so she can figure out the truth about her dad. Text from Alice or call from Alice. Police are on their way. Mm -hmm. We get to the homecoming at the drop-off. Jughead quickly talks to his dad about maybe moving to Toledo. Mm -hmm. Sorry that I'm speedy Gonzalez-ing my way through, but that's that's where we got to do it. And there's so much to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, Walking into... The Homecoming. Yeah. It's playing a cover of Betty Davis Eyes. Um, it's mm-hmm. an echo of the first episode where Fred has a girl on each arm and Hermione says that same Met Ball line, which, mm-hmm. like, are we already supposed to be feeling nostalgia? Yeah. Which, this? incidentally, today is, well, <gasps> we're in the time machine, but today. Met Ball. Yeah, today's the Met Ball. Um, I've been following, John Early's been making, like, tweets about, like, the, he keeps being like, the Met Ball theme is, and, like, fake themes, Ugh. and they're very funny. Um, anyway. I think this episode is so full of throwbacks to the early episodes because stuff is about to radically shift. Friendships are going to be broken. Relationships are going to be changed. Mm -hmm. Stuff is going to be revealed. I think that's why they did that. Mary says she's having deja vu, which meta, Mary, and how nice is it that this show blessed us with Molly Ringwald Mm -hmm. dancing in a school gymnasium. Yeah, it's very cute. Amazing. Um, Girls' room drama. Yes. Alice and Mary... Right. Applying the lipstick. Applying lipstick for, a, like, a crisp 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, just circling the lips. <laughs> not, not even... Miranda like, Sings. Yeah, it was very Miranda result. Sings, yeah. Um, and, like, Alice, like, makes some petty remark, and she's like, this didn't work in high school, it's not going to work now. <laughs> and then she gets a call and leaves. Um, really just like, I have to take this, mm-hmm. swans her way out. Um I love the high energy of everything that happens from this point forward. It's propulsive. Yeah. It's well edited. It's just like really compelling. They do a lot at once. I really like it. So we see Archie, Veronica, and Alice scheming in a corner. Yeah. And we see Betty just like looking. This it, whole, the rest of the thing, she's just looking in crowds, isolated from Yeah, her she's fully ignoring the mayor. She's fully ignoring the principal. She's just seeing things unfold in front of her eyes, and she's not having it. Um, also, I was going to say, post Big Little Eyes, I love watching women communicate with only their eyes. Yeah. And we saw that with, like, Betty looks at Veronica, and Veronica looks back, and there's this moment of, like, there is a change happening here. Yeah. They both know, like, Veronica knows what she's doing to Betty. Betty's like, what? Like, they have, like, a ten-minute conversation with their eyes. Yeah, this um, is a good moment for that. And then she's shot, like, beautifully. It's, like, this blue lighting. Her face is in close-up. She's looking so disoriented and confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of see justification for Crazy Betty. Like, crazy people think that every patient is Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Characters think that people are conspiring against them. But here, like, we kind of see Betty's perspective and how that yeah. could happen. And then... She goes up to them to confront them when they're talking to Alice. But they're saved by the bell when they have to get up on stage. And Archie and, Archie and Veronica take to the stage. Firstly... I do not believe, based on what we've seen of Mayor McCoy, that she would be happily introducing Archie and Veronica yeah. at such a high-profile event for the town if the Pussycats aren't performing. It's true. I thought that was a bit strange, too. I really thought we'd get at least, like, backup vocals or, like, a second song or something. Yeah, I guess we got them singing that national anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they perform. Do you want to do this? No, you. you I, okay. I'm, I was speechless. <clears throat> so they decide to perform Kids in America. Love it. Shot in Langley, British Columbia, performing Kids in America. Yeah. KJ hiding his New Zealand accent. This was very... Yeah, I was okay. hoping it would come out, but it didn't really. He's very good at it. He's so good. Um, does he have a New Zealand accent in the Dogs movie? I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they performed this song, like, very... What was that, like, little kid bands when we were little, and they would, like, hire random, like, tweens? Oh, like to, Kids Bob. Oh, yeah, Kids Bob. It was very Kids Bob. But, like, I think their chemistry was not Oh, it was, it was fire. This is the best musical number we've seen all, sh- all like, but season. By a mile, Donna Summer was close, mm-hmm. but this is... This took the cake. Veronica in this, like... On top of Archie, yeah. in front of the whole town, yeah. was incredible. This was incredible. And I feel like this is where we really get a taste of that Roberto Aguirre Casacas. <laughs> you know, like this was, this reminded me of like Clee and American Horror Story Seasons 2, like dance number and all that stuff. I felt stuff. energized. Yeah. I felt electrified. Me too. Genuine chemistry between them. Yeah, they actually performed well together. Um, and we see these shots of Betty in the crowd, like clo- like close ups on her being so, like seeing what's going down because mm-hmm. you can't, they can't hide it. Uh, even Fred and Mary after like, so that Veronica girl and our Archie, yeah. um, we see Cheryl eventually lose it and have to leave. Yeah. This was also very big little lies. Like I felt like this was Adam Scott performing and then slowly, so we crap, it's trickled out and this one yes. trickled out and that one did. Oh my God. Um, there better be an Elvis and Audrey party oh yes. in Riverdale. They needed some stairs. Um, so anyway. But this is juxtaposed <coughs> with shots of police raiding FP's trailer. Yeah, they're going through everything. They're not leaving anything untouched. They're, like, flipping things. They actually were pretty, like, ransacky. I thought that yeah. was a bit weird. Um, yeah, so then we also get, like, little cute scenes interspersed. Like, we had Kevin and Joaquin's dialogue, and Kevin talks about how he's only ever hooked up with closeted guys. I thought that was so cute. That was cute. And then also when Jughead's like, have you seen where... And Kevin's like, I've had enough. Like, yeah. stop. Like, <laughs> stop being an ass. Um, then Betty... Okay, so Jughead... Okay, so sorry. So they so they run outside into the hall. Like, they leave the dance area. No, first, Kevin, Kevin sees his dad show up in the gymnasium. Right. And as he goes to see what's up, Joaquin slips away. Mm-hmm. Oh, could my have, God. Could I have planted t- the gun. That's we true. We don't know where he was. That's true. I didn't... I didn't notice that. Um, but yeah, this, then in the hallway, but then the in the hallways, they all reconvene, mm-hmm. a la Big Little Lies. And, uh, and Betty kind of gets her chance to confront Archie and, and, or sorry, Archie and Veronica and, uh, Jughead's trying to, no, sorry, Jughead. Jughead isn't even there yet. Betty's yeah, already Betty mad confronts that Archie, Archie and Veronica, Veronica. doing that stuff because she was like, I trust FP because I trust Jughead. And mm-hmm. Jughead says he trusts FP. Then Jughead comes and Jughead's like, what's the news? Yeah. And Betty's like, these guys did this. And he's like, did you know about this? And she's like, no, but, but I thought, and then he essentially is like heartbroken. Yeah. Cause he's like, you, if you knew that that's what that dinner was about, even if he didn't plan it, you could have told me. Yeah. So and he, I get that. And every like few scenes or so they keep bringing up this toledo thing which is like why toledo they're like we i'm gonna move Just to Toledo." the now. absolute middle yeah it's, it's, it's the middle the like completely like no one wins <laughs> <laughs> and um, then um kevin comes and he brings all of the grown-ups yeah kevin comes with with yeah that was he brings in he, all, like, the adults. all the adults it's like kevin and a bunch of adults um the they say that they, they arrested did, fp they arrested fp yeah 
and Jughead, like, leaves the school, runs straight to the trailer, breaks the door down, which I don't know why, because everyone else seems to have been able to get in there fine. <laughs> um, and then he just cries. He breaks a bunch of stuff and he cries. Yeah, he trashes it, he cries, but then at the very end, his face kind of goes blank, and then it sets into, mm-hmm. like, evil Jughead face. And it's like, we are seeing the start of, like, dark Jughead. Yeah, we get dark Jughead, we get he realizes maybe his dad's not so innocent, or maybe he's questioning that. And he feels like he hates all his friends. Yeah, and this is, like, a very vulnerable time for Jughead, because he thought his dad liked his manuscript, and he was, like, at the beginning of this episode, he thought they were all moving to Toledo, which I guess Again, pushing the limits of what Cole can do, but it was okay. It was good, because he didn't have to open his mouth. Exactly. We allowed it. Um, um, so then we get a fight between Alice and Betty. And this yeah. was a very, like, I like this fight. Me too. Because Betty really got the upper hand, which she has been getting more often lately. Alice said she didn't tip off the police, and I believe her. Oh, I easily believe her. I don't think, Alice, Alice is not evil. She's no. stern, and there's a difference. She yeah. just has high eyebrows, but she's not mean. No. Yeah. Well, she's, she's, mean isn't the same as evil. Exactly. Okay, fine. She's mean, she's not evil. She's not yeah. Wicked. Well, well, okay. <laughs> it's those eyebrows. I keep circling back to those brows. Okay, so, and we also, I saw a little bit of Alice in Betty that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think it was a welcome change. The more she rebels against her mom, the more she's becoming her mom. Yeah. Then uh, we get this incredible scene of Veronica and Hermione sitting on this beautiful white couch, having a conversation, fully not facing each other. Hermione has her white wine. Yeah. Hermione has a glass of white wine that she's clutching like a child. So whereas Alice and Betty have got to the point where it's like intimacy, attic bedroom, confined space, real arguments. Yeah. This is like... The lodge, the lodge way of, of talking to each other is like, imagine like seeing two people go out to dinner, but sitting on the same side of the table. That's what the scene was like. And they're fully just like... Like, he could... They're talking about Hiram, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, if he turns out to be evil, we'll cut all ties. And then they hold hands. I love that. That was also a little big little eyes. There's a lot of, like... What's that word? Like, solidarity between women yeah. in, in this episode, which I thought was nice. Um, Mary and Archie, it's really a cute little detail <clears throat> that in, sitting in front of Archie is a little glass of warm milk with a cinnamon stick sticking out of it. But then I was like, oh, Archie is a warm glass of milk with a cinnamon yeah, stick on yeah, top. Like, this That's is like his, his, this is his <laughs> animated inanimate object. And Mary is like, you know, like, I used to think Riverdale was good for you, but now I think you'd be safer in literal Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Fred, like, creeps down the stairs, peeps his little head in, and is like, oh, gosh. Um, Thornhill... Um, Cheryl <laughs> uses compact to check to see if Polly's breathing. Yeah, because of course that's the only way she could have done that. And she also overhears her parents in the... Is it the same room? In the East Wing? In the East Wing. In the East Wing, and her mom is crying and says... He killed her. He killed Jason. my Jason. I want him dead. So... I guess that's a slight clue. But they could also just not know who it is. No, they easily could not know who it is. Um, um, it could be Cheryl wearing one of her dad's wigs to look like a boy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, maybe she that wants to be Jason. That needs to be the reveal. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. If there is not a scene by the end of this season with Cheryl wearing Jason's clothes <laughs> and one of Clifford's wigs, I am quitting I, this show. I hope this has, like, one of those, like, Shutter Island endings where Cheryl's, like, fully just... <laughs> Well, I guess, again, that would be, like, the whole Leland thing. But I just want there to be, like, a twist of someone who, like, imagined a person or something. I would love that. I would love if this whole thing is just Cheryl sitting on a bed reading Archie comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our final scene, we see Betty going to Pops, looking for Jughead. 
Um, and Ronnie and Archie are already at Pops, like, supposedly also looking for Jughead. And she's like, I'm never seeing you again, which in a quick sec just like, disappears. <laughs> which, to be, like, I don't know how they're going to, because isn't there a law, at least in fake TV law, that you can't use evidence that was gathered illegally? Yeah. And they gathered that evidence illegally by breaking into FP's house. They did. And they have the evidence that the gun was a plant. Yeah, this is another classic example of, like, kids figuring something out but not being able to get their evidence to, like... It's very, like, Scooby-Doo, you know? Yeah, they they are very Scooby-Doo. Yeah, um... Yeah, and so, yeah, essentially they say, like, the gun wasn't there before, so it must have been planted, and then... The last shot is them just kind of like exchanging these like intense glances. Close up of all of them. Yeah, and it, it felt very like telenovela. It like, did. It, it was kind of like all of them like. Oh, oh. <laughs> I kind of liked it though. Um, yeah, I just wrote incredible. I just wrote. I love this show so much. <laughs> okay, so what do you think of this episode? What are your overall thoughts? Who do you think had the power in this episode? Who had the power? Um, I think the fact that Alice was able to manipulate Archie and Veronica into doing all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. and she orchestrated the dinner, Yeah. but then Betty overturned it. But then Betty had no power at homecoming. Yeah. So I... So here's where Veronica stands. Mm -hmm. No, because Archie was the one being the one being like, no, like he was the one counseling Veronica, which automatically puts her low power. I feel like the power fell into the hands of like non-central characters. Mary. It was Mary because Mary is so stoic. It was Mary. She was like fully moved to Chicago. Who cares? Fred was like, oh, I'm scared. In every scene where someone tries to get a rise out of Mary, she is full when they go low, you go high. She She has chutzpah. She has chutzpah. And you know who else did this episode was Joaquin. He was there. He disappeared. He's also fully like, at the like three episodes ago, FP was like, I don't know, like, should we like this relationship is getting too close? And he was like, literally didn't care at all. Yep. So I think he could have planted the no, because why? Maybe he planted the gun because he doesn't want to be held responsible for falling in love with Kevin or something. Yeah, that would be cute if this whole thing ended up being <laughs> Kevin and Joaquin's epic love story. <laughs> yeah. And I would the love rest that. was just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you, how would you rate, how would, how many abs would you give this app? It was really strong. This was, a, this was a strong, I think this is one of the strongest episode. episodes we've seen. I'm inclined to give it a six. Cause yeah. I think this episode had no fat. No, it, there was no fat at all. This was all muscle. Not only was it no fat, but they did three full verses of Kids in America. <laughs> this didn't cut out when Cheryl went into the hallway. Mm. It came back for a third verse. Yeah. And for that, like, I think it's, like, and a six-hab episode. Yeah. And also, like, even, like, musical number aside, we got two eyebrow raises out of Alice Cooper, which is two more than I knew I needed. Like, and the mystery is getting to a point where we could start to play along in a way where it's like, okay, let's do the timeline. Who was at the dinner? And then they were at the trailer. And then there was homecoming yeah. drop-off. And then inside homecoming. So who was missing when? Yeah. Who could have planned You can start to calculate, like, the absences and the weird alliances. So even the mystery accent aspect is working really well. The Cheryl Thornhill gothic aspect was full blast. Yeah, and we had some great outfits this episode. We got a great Cheryl at the dance. We got a great... Um, Betty. We got a great Betty. Well, I disagree. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I think it was beautiful, but for the wrong occasion. Oh, totally. I was living for Alice Cooper. I always do, though. But I do think this episode really impressed. 
Yeah. The scene with the pie was almost like something purely out of um, Mildred Pierce. Mm-hmm. It was like a mother yeah. wanting what's best for her daughter. It was, and the do- uh, like, it was really... Yeah. This, really this show good. does a good job of that. Um, so... Thank you guys for tuning in this week. I think that's where we'll wrap it. Yeah, and like thank you to our sponsor, CoverGirl. <laughs> yeah. Cover Thanks, Girl. CoverGirl. That color that color really what? makes you pop. Is she born with it? Is that the right one? Maybe it's CoverGirl. <laughs> Maybe it's CoverGirl. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, we're uh, on Twitter at Riverdale Recaps. Um, and we'll be back next week with another episode. And stay tuned for a special dispatch from the Friday when I watched this episode with uh, friends of the podcast, Jackie and Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do cool editing stuff here. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Somebody answer the I'm fucking Caroline phone. and Jackie. Good lord. Just watched episode 11. Hello? I'm shook. Hey. I'm shook. That's great. Okay, so let's talk about the preview for next week. Lots of guns. An FB and a Jess. And we see the gang watching a video and we hear a gunshot. And they, like, really freak out. They emotionally respond. So even Jughead. And we know that Jason was involved with the dealing drugs. Joaquin is the other young serpent. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, remember, they thought, the serpents thought that he had just ran away with money. I don't know how they're going to tie all these plots together because there's so much going on. Like, there's just so many little bits and pieces. I don't don't know how they're going to account for everything. I don't think we can expect resolution in the finale. Okay. I think the whole point is, like, we'll we'll have resolution, like, maybe in season two. Maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. I'm stumped, you guys. I don't know. Should we <laughs> put our money on, like, one thing right now? Okay. That will happen. One, one, you can make any one prediction right now. It could be anything. I don't think Polly's dead. No, I don't think no. Polly's dead. I think... I really like what you said about, like, the Blossom lineage. There's something up with that. The wigs. It just opens the the idea that the Blossoms maybe aren't an authentic family. And I think by the finale, not next episode, we are going to see Betty have, like, a fucking meltdown. Yeah, I think we're going to see Betty go full dark insane. She better at this part, at this point, like, she's been through so much shit and they spoiled us so early with wig betty mm-hmm. and wigs are very important honestly i hope they bring chuck back like that'd be kind of funny if well they did it. yeah but like uh, another to, one i just enjoy his presence um, yeah i think we'll see dark betty next episode they were i felt kind of foreshadowing it when they had that light on her face it was kind of darkening her out you could just see like the expression in her eyes yeah wow lily is like she, lily Kills it. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. She's younger than us. It's by a year, but crazy. I Googled that yesterday. Oh, I thought she was 96. Is she 95? Oh, no. She's 90. Oh, no. You're right. Who's your, someone else then? Veronica's our age. Veronica's our age. KJ Cole Apple. is two years older. KJ is a baby. Oh, my gosh. How old show? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get around to Okay, so didn't, did she date Aaron Carter? Did I hear that? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We <laughs> Wait, what? Did I hear that wrong? Could it have been Aaron Carpenter? Like, no, oh, I don't so know. different. <laughs> someone Aaron Carpenter is oh, yeah. very different. My Wi-Fi is called. Uh, are you still recording? I'm, I'm still recording. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna cut this? Out? I'm doing a Google.
Been at Cafe Campus that night. <laughs> I'm not sharing this online. Okay, so a tweet that <laughs> the first tweet that came up when I did this Google was Aaron Carter tweeted. On a lighter note, I get to see my beautiful girlfriend MP. Obviously, those are initials. Who loves me and cares about me so much in like 20 minutes? Ah, monkey with ears covered emoji. I'm so happy, ladybug emoji. She responded, Aaron Carter, love you, babe. Who the fuck dates Aaron Carter? <laughs> oh, gag me with a spoon. But I like Kenny when it's wrapped in a sweater.